0: In your face! In your face! You know where it is? It's in your face! Now is the time!
1: Welcome to the Wrestling House Show Thank you so much everyone for joining us My name is Joey My name is Chris And thank you so much for staying tuned We are a
0: little late on this show But it is not due to laziness It is due to technical difficulties Which hopefully they've been figured out If you're listening to this, it's all worked out Yeah Lucky you
1: Yes And Yeah, we, uh, this is going to This this will give you an idea We are going to talk about the bragging rights pay-per-view Very briefly, yeah yeah, it's uh because this is kind of a part 2.
0: Yeah, we we couldn't not follow up with it since uh my Smackdown team came through and, and enabled me to claim bragging rights over my buddy Joey over here for the next year.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And uh don't pull, I, I, don't, don't don't pull a Michael Cole and I I was pulling for Smackdown all along. I don't
1: don't don't put me in the Michael Cole camp when I was going <laughs> to say congratulations and I said I've always been a Smackdown
0: booster. <laughs> So yeah, but I appreciate yeah. you not uh spiking the ball striker style. Not, I am not thrusting my pelvis into your face at the moment like striker did to his uh his announcing colleagues. thank you so much no, i no
1: i got i got a kick out of it because anytime Michael Colvin gets shown up i'm I'm on board i'm I'm all for it yes so. but
0: if I did what striker did, it would just make both of us very uncomfortable yes so. even even if it was on radio. Yes, I I think especially so, because that would just be two guys in a room. That's almost more explainable than,
1: you know. (laughs) Is it? I think. I don't know. I don't know.
0: You know, when it's a bit, you know. You see how these
1: other wacky morning zoos uh, can get, you know. Let's move on. Yes. So, uh, the first thing that, one of the main things right off the bat that I took away from Bragging Rights is, the crowd was awesome. Yeah. It was just a great crowd. A lot of energy, and
0: they had some really good... uh, it's some good original chants, as much as as original as it can get in the WWE at this point. Plus we got a Goldust chant. Yeah. It was amazing.
1: I mean I'm used to hearing some Daniel Bryan chants. Yeah. He was there were Daniel Bryan chants when he got fired. <laughs> right. But you know, Minnesota, of course, great wrestling state. Of course. It's brought us uh, Kurt Hanning, Rick Rude, Brock Lesnar, name a few, Jesse Ventura. Yep. Awesome. So they were down for some wrestling that night for sure yes, because they they the, got some. the opening match. Some. Uh, worth it just for that if you know, if WWE puts out another one of those best of pay per
0: view matches yes. for next year yeah. that conglomerates like a year and a half, this right. match will be on there. Yeah, the really weird best ofs that don't make any sense time wise. Yeah. yeah. The best of pay per views two thousand nine, two thousand ten, or at least mid two thousand ten. Doesn't that
1: doesn't that box that bookend with uh, Shawn Michaels Undertaker? Like it's it's twenty five and then twenty six I think is the closer Probably. from what I, I heard. Know. Anyway, but we are gonna buy it. But we opened up with Dolph Ziggler versus Dane O'Brien, a champion versus champion match, non title. Yeah. <laughs> of <So>. course. Well, <laughs> I d I don't want them to unify those titles, then. no they need I don't to keep those separate. No. All the talks and the rumors you hear about when they're gonna finally unify the world title. I actually would rather them do that. Than unify the USIC titles. I would too. It's almost kind of like a TV title for them. Yeah. You
0: know. So well, I I'm, think I mean I like the idea of an undisputed world champion. Yeah. But the, I can
1: buy that a whole lot more.
0: But the uh, the mid card titles, there's so many people that can't reach that top level that they need two belts at that mid card level for the yeah. for the guys. Stepping I, stones. So. And I
1: hope that's not the case for either of these two competitors. I
0: hope. Well, no, I'm not saying it is. no. I'm, I'm not saying you did, but I mean it's a launching pad for the upper echelon traditionally so yeah i mean all the or a lot of the greats have held one or both of those titles absolutely no doubt about it and they proved that they belong in that class for sure i
1: mean this this was a great match and uh you know making mention of daniel bryan getting trained by Shawn michaels during that match yeah but the funny part
0: about that that we both noticed was you would think that they were talking about Dolph ziggler and not daniel bryan he was pulling (laughs) off some some classic uh, Shawn Michaels maneuvers, like yeah, three big ones, three in particular. He did the rocket dropper, yeah. which I think he's done before, but yeah, not yeah, he, not too often. It's part of his art. It's part of yeah. his
1: arsenal. Not every match, but yeah. he he throws it in there.
0: A super kick, which I don't really recall and see him doing before. Yeah, he's I been on the own. receiving end of a lot of those yeah. in his career, but right. not as Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> right? And uh, he did the, uh, the 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 British Bulldog finish. The uh, he was getting super belly to back suplexed off the the top rope and did that. The flip in midair into the uh, lateral lateral press.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that was I remember seeing that match when it first happened. Still shocked me, and it's yeah. a, it's it's a cool match. Go track it down. I'll we'll, I'll find out what uh what set that appears on that you can go grab. So <laughs> right. anyway, but yeah, just uh, there's not a whole lot to say other than if you're into wrestling and great near falls and things like that, then you need to see this match. It's yeah. it's and I absolutely. love it when
0: pay-per-view start with a with a really great match like that. Like opening matches are pretty important to me. I think. Yeah, as far as like setting the tone for the show, absolutely. Yeah. And whether that
1: whether that means starting off with those weird, unorthodox opens, yeah. like they did, like at uh, that Cyber Sunday where they where they stripped John Cena the title and then switched the title three times that night. It started off weird and yeah. it ended weird, so it sets the tone. So I was thinking we're going for a night of wrestling, right? So and yeah. I,
0: I don't think I was too disappointed in that, honestly. Mostly, yeah. I mean, it had its ups and downs, but yeah. we'll get to that. So yeah, great match. And the, yeah, so this we got a
1: we got a daniel bryan win which uh kind of tying in through the rest of the week daniel bryan uh, kept
0: his undefeated streak for the week up yeah. for sure it was That's, 3 for 3 against dolph yeah but it was weird in my opinion the way they did it the yeah. whole booking of those those three consecutive matches seemed completely backwards yeah because that was he beat him clean at the pay-per-view I mean, Vicky was there, and she yeah. tried to get involved in the very beginning. Yeah. Dolph but, buried his own grave in that match. So yeah. No no pun intended to the later card. Right. But, I mean, after uh, after uh, Brian jumped over Vicky's head and kneed Ziggler, like, yeah. running off the apron, yeah, she that. she just hung out over in the side and yelled some stuff every once in a while. Yeah. It was nice to see her not get involved and just let these two guys go at it. But it's he like, beat him, it's he like beat she him. was even watching the match. It's yeah. <laughs> how good it was. He beat him completely cleanly, but then on Raw... He, they did the Sid Chris Benoit finish <laughs> with, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, with that's the foot what it was. under the rope. He, uh but the the thing is that Brian still beat him cleanly. Right. Mickey puts Ziggler's foot under the rope, but the ref doesn't see it. And then they point out later. But and the then they was point like out later, but he bad. beat him anyway, and she cheated, so there's still no basis for argument there. Right. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah. And then on the SmackDown, third night in a row, or third show in a row, um... How did that end? It was, it was, it was more of a very controversial finish. Like Ziggler did, he got the zigzag. Yeah. On Brian. and there was like the the three with the knocked out ref. Yeah, and the ref so. couldn't get it up to make the count, so okay. that's the one where it's like, ooh, controversy. Maybe he could have beaten him, but he didn't. So it just seems really backwards to me. You know, yeah. if you'd think they would start out with that. They should have that had be that the match basis. on Raw, yeah. And that, well, no, like the Raw prior to the right. pay per view.
1: Oh, okay, all
0: right. Because that would like start off like, hey. You may have beaten me, but you didn't really beat me. I could get around that, yeah. I and like that's, that. That's what usually starts a feud, you yeah. know? And, they and then they, they the clean victory is always the, the finish. So. Yeah,
1: and they, that, that would have given them an extra week to build the matchup, too. Exactly. Which they only did it as a shotgun booking almost. Yeah. Which is so. weird, because you think they would have had that plan. They might have had a plan all along, but not telling us till like, six days before the paper yeah. was kind of stupid.
0: Yeah, so... I, anything to get those guys in the ring together is fine with me. Yeah. I just thought they I'm nitpicking at this point, but yeah, it man, just no. seemed backwards to me.
1: Not even Vicky Guerrero's um cat costume could ruin it. <laughs> <So. laughs> I, I that she's ever looked though.
0: <laughs> I th- I thought that was hilarious. Like Michael Cole was saying, "She's a cougar." And uh, Todd Grisham thankfully pointed out that cougars do not have spots. She was <laughs> a leopard. <laughs> so, and Michael Cole just shut up.
1: I got to tell you guys, after especially these last two SmackDowns, I've been trying to give myself something to like on, in the booth because yeah. Michael Cole is diminishing that booth. Yeah. Todd Grisham is the unsung hero of SmackDown. Right? He really is. He he's he has the best jokes he does. and the best one-liners, and he's so off the radar still. Yeah. It's almost like they're nobody not seems to like him. Like yeah. I
0: go into the I've been looking at the uh, WWE Universe forums lately. Every like every few days or so, right. nobody likes Todd Grisham. You know,
1: wow, Grisham's greatness. Yeah. Yeah. So they they don't it took give him me credit. me a little bit to warm up to him, but, you know, once he yeah. got there, and especially once they put him in ECW, yeah. he just was on fire.
0: when they won the Slammy that year, him and yeah. Stryker, that was very well-deserved because yeah. they were the best team yeah, going at the time. Christian
1: and Stryker is as close to us as I like to think that well. there is out there in TV land. Yeah, so and I like mean, more professional, paid versions of us. Right, <laughs> <laughs> paid, the <laughs> operative
0: word. Yes. But uh, um, Cold is just, I don't know, his... He's overbearing in his healdom, which is what Matt Striker is supposed to be. But he was Matt Striker's never been like that cartoony. I he, guess he's the
1: Jesse or JBL. He's 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 healing it, but he does it with logic, and he'll actually yeah. say nice things about anybody. Yeah. Uh, he gives credit where credit is due. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah, you know, he'd be like, I may not like him, but you got to hand it to him. So I mean, and that's the most he would ever somebody like throw somebody under the bus is yeah. like you know saying he doesn't like him personally, but but it, he always did it with respect, yeah. and as well he should. He knows what it's like.
0: So in my opinion, Cole is completely ruining that chemistry, that slammy winning chemistry that those two guys had. So. Yeah. But, but he still. Christian will throw those jabs in every and everything. He now still then. gets those digs in, yeah.
1: And it's like they don't even hear him. It's like he's doing a show by himself. Yeah. Like he's doing the Mystery Science Theater commentary over it. And right. they're not even there. And yeah. it's just Stryker and Cole, like, trying to outdo each other.
0: Yeah, well, like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like, this week when Vicky came out, um, of course, Cole was, like, standing up and applauding. And, yeah. And Stryker was doing his normal thing, which is he actually was doing it first, uh, yeah. getting onto Vicky's bandwagon. Yeah. But he's not doing it as obnoxiously. Yeah. And so they, they're just going back and forth, like, oh, I'll fight you for, or whatever. Yeah. And Grisham is just silent, and then at one point, um, Cole says, are you going to call play-by-play? On well, this match, it was the Caitlyn versus Vicky Guerrero match, which yeah. I didn't pay attention to. Right. But, um, because it's retarded. Yeah. And, um... Uh, Someone who doesn't have a contract, supposedly, is wrestling on SmackDown. Yeah, it's stupid, and we'll get to that when we talk about NXT yeah. later, because oh, yeah. I am caught up on NXT. But, um... Yeah, Stryker and Grisham were just going back and forth with each other, and he's like, "Are you going to call play-by-play?" It's like, "Is there a play-by-play to call in this match?" And then at one point, he just like when they're going back and forth, Grisham's just like, "I'm just going to go to catering." Yeah, yeah that so, was great. Yeah,
1: but, and then I saw him laugh yeah. um, like in the background; he was cracking himself up. Too. Yeah, was, but
0: that's <laughs> one thing I really dislike about Michael Cole. One thing I noticed, I think it was at the pay-per-view; they had that trophy there. Yeah, the, that was kind of blocking <laughs> yeah. uh, the view of the uh, the commentators, but they're supposed to look at the the uh, monitors anyway, yeah. but you can see that Michael Cole doesn't really take much of anything seriously, mm-hmm. because in one shot, where you can see the trophy, and you can obviously see the table, you see Michael Cole peek his head out from behind it and like wave at the camera and start cracking himself up. Oh, I mean, right. he's not paying attention to anything. He's, I don't know. The only time he's supposed to wave at the camera is when the camera is directly on you. Maybe yeah. He's just being a goofball, and... I don't know, maybe I just don't like to see him have fun. (laughs) Anyway, let's get back to Brian Ragnarok. Yeah, that's cool. Um, uh, We had the the Dashing Ones come out with their belts. Well, they weren't the Dashing Ones yet. I know. That was to come. Yes. For one night only. (laughs) Yes. Part of a
1: night. They come out, and it's the atypical, well, hey, guess what? They didn't book a tag title match, so we got nothing. So who wants to come face us? And then Wade Barrett comes out. Well, I'm thinking, well, they would probably book Wade Barrett over those two guys Mm -hmm. at this point. However, they decided that it's not going to come alone though. Maybe two guys in Nexus uh, would have a tag title match, Ran, uh, a two a twosome that actually is their second tag title yeah. shot ever. David Otunga and John Cena. Yes. And it starts. Otunga's like, I got this right on the start. I, right. I recall that. Yeah. In you know,
0: s- standard match. Cena gets tagged in. The crowd wakes up, and Otunga never gets tagged back in. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, they didn't want to tag each other. I don't remember if Cena tagged himself in or not. I kind of don't think he did. No. But he did get into the ring and never tagged out and single-handedly beat uh, Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre.
1: I did like uh, I did uh, Cena once again. I think is underrated in some of his emotional reactions, even just the little things. Yeah. After he won the match, he actually had that look in his face, like, "My God, what the hell did I just do?" Right. Because you know, it's like he was in autopilot. It's like I'm going to beat up this yeah. guy because I'm. Mad and I'm frustrated and I'm in a match and this is what yeah. I do. I'm on autopilot, but he wins and he had had that oh no, All right? Kind of look. I, I I remember that very distinctly. So
0: well, seen as a fighter and he's not going to lay down for anyone, which was evidenced the next night. Yeah. So, so. yeah, we had a, a another
1: tag title match and I have good news for you, Chris. I know who the Raw GM is. Okay. It's Wade Barrett. Oh <laughs> yeah. Because this guy, it's. It, I know that the GM gives him booking rights over John Cena. Apparently, he can book matches around, too, which I don't understand that part about it. But the other thing is, apparently, he can book tag title matches, too.
0: Well, I mean, I see what you're saying, but in the world of professional wrestling, there's always been this understood... uh, It's always been understood that if you go to the ring and you call this guy out and you say, we're going to have a title match right now, and the other guy agrees to it, Unless someone intervenes, it's yeah. going to happen and yeah. it's going to stick. Which Vince so. has done
1: before. That's definitely a, a Paul Heyman original for sure. Just yeah, because that never used to happen. People would come to the ring saying you want to shot this title, and it would always get interrupted. But yeah. nowadays, it might just happen right then and yeah. there. So yeah, so everybody is. We were we were speculating at the pay per view if they were going to institute the Freebird slash Spirit Squad rule. I'd call it the Freebird rule. It's Freebird rule. And uh, and you know that would have been nice. It, but it would just make this, sense. Yeah. But storyline-wise, you had to have um, Otunga, who was, was trying to gain power in the Nexus, uh, basically get humbled by Wade Barrett. Right. By having to lay down for his title. Think, thankfully, that wasn't the main event. So they could have avoided oh, yeah. the Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan fiasco. But yeah. So, yeah so, Otunga lay, so Otunga has to lay down instead of John Cena, which was the interesting thing. They didn't have Cena lay down. They yeah. had Otunga lay down, which adds huge drama to the storyline and uh, gives it to the tag team of Heath Slater yes thank you Justin Gabriel (laughs) that's the one I always have trouble naming now out of the ones that are left for some (laughs) reason Heath Slater Justin Gabriel your new
0: undisputed Spartan tag team champions (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean I I like the team like I've said before many times I've never been huge on Heath Slater but I do like Justin Gabriel in the ring so and it's it's cool to see the belts in nexus even though they're not um doing the Freebird rule which was would only make sense yeah since uh, even like on those power rankings that they do on wwe.com um you know where they list all the the guys like the top 25 for the week or whatever yeah you know like based on how well they've done they list all these individual guys but the nexus is listed as the nexus it's okay. wade barrett's picture but it's the entity of the nexus is one of the rankings on there so oh, it would okay. just make sense that any belt they have or maybe not any belt but the tag title belts would just make sense if it was i didn't know they that did group. that yeah
1: do they still do the tv version of the power 25 or is it just a list now because they used to have todd grisham do that no oh, i don't know i've just seen it's just the, the list.
0: list i don't really look at a whole bunch
1: of the videos on there okay. i was just curious because i've <laughs> just shows you how lately i've looked at the power 25 Yeah. Well, some people probably don't even know about it, but yeah. that's what we do. We dig that extra
0: uh, foot. You take that extra two seconds and yeah. look at that. It's
1: like, hey, look at that. I, I have a quick question for you about um, where the Nexus goes from here. One of the things they could possibly do. I know you're not a fan of this, and I am. We actually have s- sort of conflicting opinions on this. Will they ever? Will Nexus ever have all the belts?
0: Um, at the same their, time, see all them going them? that
1: way. Yeah, because you have to have a. That's that's how you make a dynasty. The Horsemen did it. Evolution did it. Yeah. Do you see them having everything at once at one time?
0: Not really. I don't think so. I think they're going to break apart before that could happen. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, tell you what. This is our next bragging rights uh, carryover (laughs) is I think they'll actually get at least every possible belt they can on the Nexus.
0: USIC tag both the world titles?
1: You See, here's here's the other thing I think they're kind of missing out, and I hate to derail once again, but the thing about the Nexus that could only possibly help it and carry it over just because... I say the only way to end it, if you're going to end it, is to do it at Mania, because it's a big deal right now. I really hope, because you're starting to already see carryover with SmackDown and Raw, because of the whole being under the same umbrella with Sci-Fi and USA. I know they want to have Raw people on SmackDown. That's very apparent, especially because of the injuries and Taker being not full-time and all that other stuff. Adding guys like McGillicuddy and Harris, Harris, thank you Husky Harris, to the roster to me it says have a team on SmackDown and a team on Raw. Like three, four guys on both shows. Two separate Nexus.
0: Yeah. Like a franchise.
1: Yeah. I, I realize you might be going down an NWO Black and White and Wolfpack thing yeah. with us, but they're, number one, they're not against each other like those guys were. Right. And number two, it puts more forward to like, hey, we want all the belts and this is what we do. We came to take over the company and the only way to do it is to have all the titles. It's never been done before. Yeah. I mean... I think that would be... I, some people would probably really hate that but I think it actually would be interesting yeah, who I draws it, first blood and takes that first belt that person's a star you can elevate somebody just by doing that I one agree. little thing
0: I agree but I don't I don't know if I'm behind the the two separate nexus entities because yeah, well
1: that, that was a, that was an add on but well, at least yeah. maybe just on
0: one show do you see you don't see that happening hmm Like I said, I think there's too many splinters in the group right now, especially with this last week with Otunga taking it upon himself to to invade SmackDown and getting shown up, so... Um, but yeah, I mean, like, if you you were to have two Nexus entities, I think it would... It's kind of against the whole, like, mission statement of the group, you know, they're they're one They all walk together Yeah kind of they, And I mean it's impressive When you when you hear that music And they all come out together yeah. Especially this week When they did invade Smackdown Minus Wade Barrett
1: yeah. Who
0: was out of town I mean That was unexpected This Yeah their music invasion. hits And you look up at the ramp And they They kind of walk out to the ramp And then they just run to the ring And surround it I mean that's I don't know well, I, like,
1: I like the way they do that Because they yeah. still do the surrounding bit it Not every really time cool. But most yeah. of the time
0: it looks really cool, and you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Still to this day, I mean, you know they're probably going to get in there, but you don't know exactly who they're going to go after. Were they just going to go after Edge? Did this have anything to do with the fact that they helped Kane at the pay-per-view? Yeah, that um, was the other thing. They totally just, they didn't, I mean, they talked about it, but... Yeah, the commentator, uh, Grisham, actually brought it up in the, you, during the match. Um, when they hadn't brought it up any time before that, I was confused as to why The Undertaker was, like, fighting against him. Why Kane. he came out. Or Sorry, yeah, yeah, why Kane was fighting against him, because... Uh, they did help him at the pay-per-view. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was... And, well, like they said, we really don't know what that was all about. So, right, and more to come.
1: Maybe the company doesn't even know what it's about.
0: Yeah. But it does seem like maybe.
1: they did it... They went into business for themselves and not for Kane. That's obviously apparent yeah, yeah. because of that SmackDown match. So. And if there
0: is a higher power in the Nexus, I'm going to be pissed because... Yeah. Yeah, I don't want that happening. I, I really hope not either. That would... Yeah, no. I don't want some grand conspiracy. I want it to be it's very Vince straightforward. It's It's John Cena. Yeah, no. If it's any of them, I'm going to be pissed off. So yeah. anyway, back to Brian rights. Yeah, I like this. We'll, we'll
1: review back and rights during the duration of the show. Right. <laughs> uh, the next one, the um, Goldust returning to pay per view for the first yeah. time in like eight and a half years yeah. in a singles match, and yeah. uh, a pseudo title match. Not really a title match, but it's more of a title match than a lot of these other matches. Uh, versus Ted DiBiase.
0: So. For the million dollar title. Well, it wasn't for the million dollar title, it wasn't was it? It
1: wasn't for the million dollar title, but it's pretty... A million dollar title is one of those belts if if you're in the match with the guy and you can get him knocked down for a period of time, you just take the title and right. run with it.
0: Which is Literally what take happened. the money and run. Yeah, which is kind of what happened again. Because Goldust stole the belt to begin yeah. this whole thing anyway. So, yeah.
1: and good for him. That's, he needed to do that. Look what it's done for
0: him. Yeah. So, it's good to see Goldust getting some storylines and back on tv and he's still the people like i don't don't,
1: you know it's very apparent that the people do like him i love that he's he's an old school character as of right now it's weird to say that but he is an old school character that can really go and in the prime of his prime of his career as far as his shape goes his, his ring work i don't think it's ever been better right i agree so and uh
0: so yeah, the match was good Got some gold dust chance. Got some catfight going on So
1: Yes, well, when When uh, Oksana wasn't Futzing around with her dress Yeah,
0: trying to hold her dress down
1: It's TV-14 for the pay-per-view Come on Yeah
0: It's like, just It's fine Just It's it's really, really short anyway So a couple more inches Isn't gonna hurt you Yeah, just ex- let it go
1: Exactly I'm gonna leave the entendre On the floor where it lies <laughs> So uh, Yeah, and and DiBiase wins the match But does not get his belt back
0: Right so. Because Oksana went and took it
1: Yes, very good of her, and she she led Ted in, thinking that she was going to give him the title and turn on Gold Dust. Right. But
0: no, no, she uh,
1: she did the right thing.
0: So. Yeah, that the, that turn was to come later. So.
1: Yeah, let's hit, let, let me tell me about that uh, if you want to. Just since we're on that particular match, just that one part on right, NXT, well, uh, they have the wedding.
0: Yeah, they had the wedding this last week on NXT on WWE.com, and. Um, it was, I mean, it was all right as far as weddings go, and you know I hate weddings. So, yes. but uh, Cody Rhodes came out there to support his brother, <laughs> which is weird. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I'm here for my brother's wedding. Wow, and, uh, really? They went there, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, it was kind of cool, even though it's, I mean, they've. Did he get a book plug in at least? Because uh, Goldust has his book coming out. Oh no, he didn't. That sucks. Yeah, and um, his father was there too. Really? So, yeah. I gotta watch this. The American Dream. Love the- was the ro-
1: there. I'm a fan of all the roads. Yeah,
0: so uh, they had the wedding. I'm well, so Terry didn't show up to this one. No, no. Okay, <laughs> they were they were really the only guests. <laughs> Jack comes out with a, <laughs> with a shopping cart.
1: <laughs> 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 it would be the best wedding ever. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because you have to have Tristratus uh, at Lita's wedding to be the best uh, wedding ever. Okay, but I digress. anyway.
0: Um, but yeah, so anyway, the wedding's going on, and Ted DiBiase obviously comes out, and he's paid off the uh, the minister. So he's Ooh. like, when he does the, if anybody knows or has any reason why these two shouldn't be wed, speak now or forever hold your peace. Right. And the minister, w- he w- who was a terrible actor, by the way, he waits for like. Is it worse than Eric Bischoff in old man makeup? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I nice. think so. Um, he waits for all of like five <laughs> seconds and then he goes, well, I do. Because everybody has a price. And then Ted DiBiase comes out and he walks up the stage. Ah. But then Dusty says, well you know what? I knew this was going to ha- something like this was going to happen, so he has this uh, amazing gift of foresight apparently okay. and got his own minister to come down to the ring and guess who it was? Brother Love, the million dollar man. What? Yeah, he's a he's an oh, officially yeah. ordained minister. yeah. he is ordained. Oh my god, yeah. So the million dollar man actually presided over the wedding. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't really have a good reason cuz Ted actually asked him, "Why are you doing this?" And he just said, why am I doing this? Just look at the look on your face. And then he laughed. And that was his whole reason. The laugh. So, we had to get him out yeah. there to do the laugh. But anyway, they, uh, so they get married and whatever. And as they're about to kiss the bride, Oksana slaps Goldust in the face and walks off. And that's the end of the segment. Oh, I see now. She
1: did it just she, to the she stay got in the, the country. She got, the, uh, she got around the laws, but she's not going to consummate the marriage, which
0: doesn't make any sense anyway, because if that were real and that were to happen yeah. it's obviously that it's a, it's obvious that it's a sham marriage, and she 'd be deported right now, yeah
1: exactly because. Usually in those cases, they send somebody down from immigration to attend the wedding. Yeah, and so they, they fail. They,
0: they question, they interrogate both yeah. parties, and say, "Okay, so how long have you known each other? Is this?" They basically try to see if it's real or not. Yeah. And but as Josh Matthews so uh, eloquently pointed out to Michael Cole during the course of the wedding, you know this isn't a real wedding, wedding right? <laughs> so, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So. I, I still am not a fan of the commentary on NXT. Ugh, sounds worse than ever. That's what's keeping me away from it, and I apologize I for my professionalism of not watching the show. But now I got to see this part. I least. like Josh Matthews, but I don't like some of the stuff he says when he's with Michael Cole on the he's show. He's trying to.
1: He's trying to. It's like the. It's like the nerd that's nice to the quarterback. Yeah, you know, he's he's doesn't deserve b- him being nice to him, but he has no other choice. Almost right. It sucks, but that's the way it is. So, so yeah. So, obviously, Cole has Vince's ear, so the only way Josh is going to move anywhere... The only way Josh is going to get Cole's job is to play the game. Yeah. That's the only way to do it. Disappointing. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. But, yeah. So, that was the wedding. Um, wow. So, there were no roofies,
1: no heart attacks, no. no people coming out from the bottom of the pit.
0: No. Under the There thing. was an Al, Wil- Al Wilson reference during God. the wedding, though. Al, so. Yeah. I was going to say there's no old man underwear. Yeah. <laughs> so, what am I missing? I don't no, know.
1: Oh, there's no snakes at the reception? It's next to the boxes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: What a great gift. (laughs) It's a gift that keeps on hissing. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm disappointed. They always break up these couples that I really like. Uh, Jamie Noble and Layla broke them up. Zach and Rosa broke them up. Oksana and Goldust broke them up. It pisses me off. So Wait. let's just not like any
1: couples, like, and let's just be, let's not be vocal about it, and yeah. then they'll stay together forever. And then, like, Vicky and anybody, they keep together. <laughs> yeah, for a, a long time. Yeah, and she I don't care. She was one of those weddings. That one actually, that one actually went through without incident. They got yeah. divorced later on TV. Yeah. But that wedding actually happened, and there was nothing wrong with it. Yeah. They they even had the reception on the ramp at SmackDown during the entire show, yeah. while the show was going on.
0: Yeah. weird. So, I don't know. Stop messing
1: with my... Yeah, couples. Yeah. I just, you know, and, and that whole thing, I just hope Rosa still has a job every time we do a show. I'm Zach at this point, point, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Zach, Zach Ryder getting squashed by Zeke. I gotta talk about this real quick. He gets squashed by Zeke, right? I was reading the house show reports this week. That's been happening at every show. This <laughs> does not right. hold good for Zach Ryder. Yeah. So. Meanwhile, there's a fake Zach Ryder on TNA who's yeah. getting title shots. Robbie E. What the fuck? Anyway. That was my WTF moment of the week, brought <laughs> to you by Bad WWE Booking. <laughs> Speaking of Divas, we had, no a, uh, we had a title match at Bragging Rights Meh. Natalia versus Michelle. Um, and I woke you up uh, for the finish, which consisted of Michelle sneaking in with her piece of crap boot, even though she wasn't in the match. And there you go. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, because um,
0: it was Natalia versus Layla, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the boot on the outside. Oh, that, that amazing boot. Yeah. You know, just. Yeah, greatness. news. Mm-hmm. There's, there's Hulk yeah.
1: Hogan, and there's Michelle McCool.
0: Right. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's enough talk about that one.
1: Yeah, because uh, they talk enough about themselves. We know everything about them. So I would rather talk about their Halloween costumes than their wrestling matches at this point. Um. So, Layla did own that Beyonce thing. You got to admit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, that, that's I don't have to admit that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Melina was the best one with her uh, Spider Woman.
1: Oh, there's, I, I would I would have voted for Melina. No, no doubt about it. So. Of course,
0: I, I am of Irish descent, so I did like Roses as well. So nice. She's a leprechaun. So
1: um, yeah, there's another match that you know wasn't great for me, but you know, obviously, it, we talked a little bit about the Buried Alive match, you know, Undertaker and Kane, which. I don't recall them ever having a buried alive match against each other. That was the other thing. The two of them, no. yeah.
0: I don't know. Mm.
1: Yeah. So, but so that's kind of it's. It's weird how all these matches are happening that have never happened before, and you think they would, like yeah. them against each other in Hell in the Cell. Yeah. Never happened. Yeah. Buried alive never happened, so they're they're on this tour. Yeah. So, I know they've done the casket match here, and I think before maybe, uh, but maybe. maybe they have it. I don't. It doesn't I seem can't.
0: Good. I can't recall one off the top of my head. But yeah. It's. He's been around a long time, so it's hard to say. Yeah. But um, it is
1: weird now they're getting to all this stuff, finally. Yeah. Now we got... We talked about the Nexus helping Kane win uh, after a bunch of bad, really weak chair shots from, on both parties. <laughs> yeah. That was just kind of odd. Yeah. <laughs> People chanting, we want blood during the match. Like, yeah, we are not going to get it. If you didn't get that at Hell in the Cell, you're sure as hell not getting it in a very yeah. alive match. Yeah. Less steel involved. Right. You know? And... Uh, the, the only part that I thought was funny was when they went out, you know, because you don't in buried alive matches. I don't really wake up until they start dragging the guy to the pit, Because right, yeah, there's nothing. There's no point. There's not going to yeah. be a
0: pinfall. Buried alive matches are kind of like last man standing matches. These any of these stipulations that, by definition, is going to be kind of anticlimactic. You know, it's yeah. not going to be suddenly. Oh wow, he got a victory out of nowhere. Or, are like, wow, we made him submit. It's gonna be you're gonna be sitting there for like half a minute waiting for the finish to happen, knowing that it's probably gonna happen. Yeah. So Which one is more so to you, the buried
1: alive or the last man standing?
0: Um I don't know. Probably Just depends b- on the finish, right? Yeah, it depends on the finish. But I would say there have been last man standing matches that have been kind of interesting, but still Best one to, to my knowledge, that off the top of my head is that Triple H Chris Jericho match yeah, from fully club two thousand. That's great. Um
1: That was a match of the year probably.
0: But, yeah, as far as Buried Alive matches go, there's probably a good reason. There's only been, like, five of them in the past ever. Yeah. So, because... Oh, yeah, but it's Undertaker's match, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) He's, like, two and three now. So he has a losing percentage. (laughs) Foley has to be involved for him to win. Right. (laughs) But you, uh, I mean, you put the guy in the hole and you start putting dirt on him. Like, what's the you don't even know the referee has to call it like how much dirt is it to get the victory and it's it's dumb I don't like well him. the magic dirt digger will tell the tale yeah, I mean, there's it's, even it's too much magic in this feud I hate it so you had to, so, I yeah. like magic when I was 10 years old when the Undertaker first arrived but yeah. at this point I'm like you know what I think we've grown beyond that do the 10 year olds today even care that's the other thing is that kids yeah.
1: You know, they're not the same as they were when we were ten. Right. You know, so do they even give a shit? Right? Probably not. I don't think so. I love the part though where one of them rammed each other into this box, and I was like, "Chris, is that a projector?" Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "It looks like one." Yeah. And I was like, "Maybe it's maybe it's to make the crowd blue and red."
0: Yeah. And I was like, "Why is it there in the side of the ramp, pointing like not up at the stage or whatever?" Yeah. And then as soon as uh, Undertaker gets buried,
1: and how many? I, I need to find out how many times he's been killed off. By the way. <laughs> But does this does this count as a kill off or just sure? Because when they buried him that other time,
0: he was. I think it counts as a kill off because um, con- to continue the goofiness on a SmackDown, they had that video package where he like goes goes into the light. Yes. He had him open that door with the. Le- That's so stupid. They couldn't
1: get Zelda Rubenstein to uh, do that bit. <laughs> the the little lady from Psycho yeah. or not from Psycho the, from uh, uh, Poltergeist. Uh, Poltergeist. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I mean, it's just dumb. I mean, we're
1: gonna be weird. Just go the full night.
0: If then. you, I mean, when you think about it for like two seconds, I mean, okay, one, either they recorded that before the match, but then that would indicate that the Undertaker thought he might lose, which doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Or they filmed it after the match, which means Undertaker's not really dead, or we actually did get a camera into the tunnel to the afterlife.
1: Maybe he's finally seeing the way and he's going to come out like White Undertaker like Shawn Michaels did last year.
0: <laughs> no, it yeah. doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> he went into a white light. He's the dead man. He should be going into the red-black one. <laughs> or purplish or something, you know, whatever <laughs> his color He's not a, you know, white light And Undertaker doesn't go there. Except for the tombstone got the, the projector put on it with Undertaker
0: symbol. So, yeah, there's that payoff. Yeah, that was dumb. I just, I mean, it's not I not quite flashlight in the urn, but it'll do. I respect both those guys like immensely, but I, the, the match wasn't that interesting to me, and I don't like the magic. It's, it's like kind of s- dumb. Some of the build-up to these matches, I'm really
1: digging, and then they have bad matches afterwards, that it, it puts me off of it. Yeah, again.
0: we'll see. I'm not because I'm Kane, really...
1: Kane is really on top
0: of his promo game. He's, yeah, no, he's doing great promos, and I love it. But I don't like the flashlight in the urn. I don't like the the magical dirt dumper thing. I don't like the the fake lightning and the the music coming on. And I,
1: I don't like people trying to chase Paul Bear cuz yeah. it's, it's just it looks bad yeah. and it's not fair. No. It makes you, it makes everybody involved look stupid Yeah, because it's like you can only run 2 miles an hour, huh? Right. Well, I'm going to run one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so all right, buried alive. Kane, who was like three for three against Undertaker yeah, the on Undertaker, 3 times in a row, one in a regular match, and then two gimmicks. And nobody's done that yeah. at all. So I think it's very safe to
1: say that. Yeah. So a match that I thought should have been the closer was actually the second to last match of the pay-per-view. The bragging rights, elimination, seven-on-seven seven match. Yeah.
0: After, I mean, I usually am always an advocate of having a world title close out a show. Yeah. But I think you're right. I mean, this is bragging rights yeah. and the way that the uh, the, uh, the headliner did close the show yeah. it kind of killed the crowd so I think yeah. having bragging rights especially with him. that finish yeah. Jeez. we'll get yeah, to yeah. that bragging rights match
1: bragging rights match so for you who came you know oh, bragging rights a uh, few decide here for mm-hmm. us uh, who came out uh, in your opinion the winners and the losers of this match uh, besides well, just people who got pinned right? who got
0: elevated who didn't um I think um Tyler Rex stood out a little. Yeah, he—I mean, he eliminated someone. It was Santino, but still, he right. did get an elimination where some other guys that have been there a long time didn't. Um, That's I think a good she- point. Seamus, um, of course. I mean, he was dominating when he was in there, and, and he had was right. D- he eliminated two guys. He did not. My prediction: Hey, he
1: eliminated two guys. He, he was involved in the elimination of two people. He eliminated Kofi, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I believe he did. And yeah, because he went for the the flying tea bag and making tea bag, and uh <laughs> and he got the uh, Celtic cross because of it. Right. <laughs> what else are you gonna call that move? <laughs> That's a good name for it. It's yeah. a dumb move. That the Kofi guy does. getting it calls it the SOS. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's two sides different story. <laughs> But um, why would you do that to Seamus? This is people. Why would you that, do that to anybody? Well, I mean, that's
0: <laughs> those are people just, that don't watch film. If you're going to do it to a guy that has a power bomb finish, right? Exactly. That's I'm yeah. Um, Seamus, <laughs> um, he eliminated Kofi, to and guys. then Big Show. No, he did not eliminate the Big Show. He eliminated the Big Show. He was running away from the Big Show. He eliminated Big Show for the greater good. Of he eliminated Team himself. <laughs> they both eliminated themselves.
1: He knew the big big slow one gonna make it back to the ring in time you get to five and you get halfway up the ramp you've got it <laughs> you have got it sir no. I know he's been practicing in the last few weeks by ultimate warrioring himself to the ring but you know cardio doesn't happen overnight my friend
0: uh, I'm not defending the big show because he was a big dumb giant and got himself eliminated yeah. but uh, he, he was not the greatest team captain but um, I think he went from best week to worst week but I'll let you be the judge yeah, I don't that. know
1: about that, because Ducklehead earned like three dollars, I swear I saw yeah. the file take I it bet was, yeah
0: it was it was embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> but um and of course Edge who I knew who was like my bringer in that match, I'll give he, you that he did come out on top and he did get the uh the pin at the end, so him and Ray um on the Smackdown side, yeah, um Alberto Del Rio kinda of let me down, he let the SmackDown team down. Yep. But it fits with his personality and even like these consecutive weeks afterwards he, he sticks down another tag. He match. sticks by it. So you know what? I respect the guy for that. So he he sticks by his convictions no matter what they may be. <laughs> it's these idiots for one to team up with him. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's <Exactly>. their fault. <laughs> and that's exactly yeah, like this last week on a uh, SmackDown Teddy Long
1: didn't blink an eye book at him in that match. Yeah. And he did him wrong. Yeah so
0: I guess if they had a lost he'd a really they'd be doing a Teddy Long Alberto Dover to go storyline. Well but even if you just watch the... If Teddy had been watching the monitors a little bit more closely, um, when Nexus comes in and attacks Edge and Alberto in that, that first match, um, of course, they both get thrown out of the ring, but then when the other guys come in and, and knock them out of the ring, uh, Alberto Del Rio never gets back into the ring. He's up on the edge of the apron. He does not knock any of those Nexus guys out. He's like, I'm not going to sully dirty my hands with this. Yeah. And he's just looking around, making sure that the coast is clear before he takes off. So yeah.
1: But it's weird, because it's not like he doesn't have anything better to do. I mean, he didn't... He wasn't in the Intercontinental, the... You think he's not ever going to even compete for the Intercontinental in the US title? You think he's going straight up? Uh, Looks like that's what he, they might he, be doing with I him.
0: think he could, yeah. He started out with Rey Mysterio, and he's moving on to
1: Edge, so... Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it, that's what it's looking like. Seamus never got the Intercontinental title. Yeah. It's almost the exact same build. He's entered yeah. two guys
0: yeah. on TV. Yeah. You know I mean so. you never know But like like I've said before I see I see nothing but greatness For Del Rio so. Yeah He's so impressive I mean he, He's just like Caval, He's just like Daniel Bryan.
1: He's got 10 years experience Yeah He knows what He, he knows what's up Sorry nice. um, Truth
0: Speaking of truth He's, he's one that Uh did not show anything.
1: Dude, he couldn't even get on the shows. <laughs> before yeah, he the wasn't. Pay-per-view. He wasn't there
0: the week prior to the pay per view, which I pointed out. Yes, and multiple times. We and when he uh, was at the pay per view, he got into the ring once and lasted for about a minute. Yeah. So I think he was the biggest loser of that entire thing. Okay. Santino pulled a few laughs from the crowd, so he did. He contributed in some small way. So a little more, and he got more out of it on the next night on Raw.
1: Yeah. Because of the whole Sheamus thing, which was. Awesome! Yeah, he amazing got a picture
0: over Seamus.
1: Yeah, I don't know who was funnier on Raw the next night, though, him or Toby Keith. Right. Toby was completely in the bag, talking
0: about football games. His, you know, that look. He couldn't even open his yeah. eyes. We, yeah, we watched that together, didn't we? Yeah. And we were just like, he was just talking. We just kind of, we're usually like banter back and forth while the show's going on. But we just, we're both sitting there in silence and then looking at each other and like, what? If he we were say? talking, we would have, we would have like. Turned both of our heads slowly towards the TV. Yeah. I'm like, what is he talking about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah.
0: <laughs> Interesting. But, yeah, so, I don't know. I thought the match was good. The uh, um, Rights match. It's uh, There wasn't a whole lot of tag team strategy going yeah. on. Not like, breaking up falls until yeah. the nitty gritty. Yeah. Which, you know what, like I said, I defend that. Because if they had done that from the very beginning, it just would have been a cluster the entire match. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but you gotta get guys brawling outside the ring And then pull a quick finish There's ways to do it Do
0: it once at least You can't get guys brawling outside the ring for like 20 minutes Well not I mean, 20 that's minutes but I'm saying
1: like there's a part where they break up a fall And then everybody starts pairing off And it spills out but Yeah but then, that's like, only
0: gonna that's only gonna lead to one or two falls Right but
1: I'm saying do it once And then that way it looks like there's a little more unity mm-hmm. than there really is Because that, that to me doesn't show a lot of unity really They really only show that towards the end of the match. Yeah,
0: when it when it's breaking down. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to book fourteen guys in anything. Yeah. So, but I I did the only I liked at the end of the match when um, Edge and Ray were paying homage to the Steiner brothers. Yeah. So I know Stryker got it. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. Then they they have the Orton Barrett match, which we didn't even talk about the finish, even though we've talked about Nexus a whole lot. But basically, the ending completely just. Yeah, took the crowd out of the
0: show. Well, I mean, it was pretty obvious, I think, what was going to happen. Yeah, they I, said like,
1: it right... And they almost spoiled it before the bell even. Yeah,
0: because uh, Barrett gets in Cena's face and is like, if I don't win this match, and that's a quote, if I don't win this match, then you're fired. Yeah. So... What, I mean, what option does he have? If, unless Barrett is on his way to a clean victory, yeah. Cena's going to get him disqualified. That's exactly what Cena said. He said, if he'd, if he'd have been winning the match, I,
1: there'd be no reason for me to get involved. Yeah. I saw him losing. He was about to get an Yeah.
0: Or not not him get disqualified, but he's going to get Orton disqualified. Yeah. Which is what he did. Yeah, exactly. So, so. it was it was pretty damn obvious. So. Yes. And the crowd, for some reason, didn't seem to understand what was going on, or they didn't care, one of the two. Yeah. Because when that bell rang for that finish... After Cena attacks uh, Barrett, the crowd just was dead. I mean, they were sitting on their hands. It was yeah. like you could hear crickets in the arena. Yeah. But the worst part is Michael Cole. Yeah, and Michael Cole, who's been a commentator there for a thousand years, it seems like. Thirteen years. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand thirteen years. He <laughs> uh, He's like, oh, I'm not really sure. I think, I'm not really sure what's going on, but I think maybe he got him disqualified. And so that... Did he? Did he win the match? Oh, Orton still keeps the title. It's like, why yeah. are you confused? It's yeah. it's it's straightforward. And if you this watched, isn't Province of Quebec rules. Yeah, if you have watched any wrestling at all before, then the crowd shouldn't be confused either. And the people at home aren't idiots as much as you like to think that they are. Yeah. They're not idiots, yeah. so...
1: I was I was looking around for Vince Russo, and I didn't see him. Yeah. So the
0: title is not going to change hands on a disqualification. Yeah, it was just... I don't know. It was just a whole weird finish to an otherwise pretty decent show.
1: Yeah. I like the show, and yeah, I enjoyed it. It's... I think Bragging Rights is the, you know, whatever you want to call it, a secondary pay-per-view. It's my favorite secondary pay-per-view so far that they've done consistently two years in a row. I
0: think so, yeah. Because I, I don't mean, like TLC
1: it. could pull it off. TLC was really probably on par if not maybe a little better last year but
0: it's up there i like those two a lot those are the two new concepts that i think clc i can i'm a little bit more on board with than like hell in the cell or, Yeah. Or, i'm i'm after especially
1: after this year i gave it i gave it a little bit of a pass in its infancy year but the second year you got to prove it it doesn't make it special it anymore you know it yeah. doesn't make the cuz they have money in the bank
0: yeah it doesn't make it special like hell in the cell was whenever they brought it out is it because these two guys Hate each other, and, and they want to murder it. each other. And End this, is, this is it. After this, it's done. Now you expect two to three, uh, hell in the cells a year, yeah, okay. and it's no matter what these guys are going to go in there regardless of what they feel about each other it it lessens the impact and it it makes it less special and of course the money in the bank which was a huge part of Wrestlemania now it's just which still could be from what I hear that's so stupid though why would they do that at Wrestlemania and then have two more later on like a few months later you're going to have it to where because that's the reason that Swagger and Kane both cashed in so quickly which was cool at the time but it's retarded I mean having more than one guy with a briefcase is stupid and well, you know if you don't, if you don't, then you know you're going to have these guys cash in like pretty quickly, which yeah. is anticlimactic. Well, you know, how, I mean, you know how that
1: company, especially the last few years with these new pay-per-views, they have their prerogative to change it on a whim yeah. if they want. You know, because when they were selling tickets for what will become the TLC pay-per-view, it was still Armageddon, yeah. so they can do that if they want. If the buyer for money in the bank sucks then they can just change it and say, yeah. you know what, we're gonna keep it to Mania. Yeah. Which is a smart idea. I kinda actually hope Money in the Bank is it back next year. Yeah. Yeah, and it was an entertaining enough show. But the con- but
0: some of the principles involved, like yeah, you mentioned it makes it less special. Negated. And the fact that I don't want to see people like Randy Orton in a Money in the Bank match. Yeah. It needs to be it needs the, to, the to be the kind of guys, guys that they book
1: the kind of guys they've been booking in the all the money in the yeah. bank you've seen at WrestleMania up to this point because like you're all Evan WrestleMania, and your Kofi Kingston's yeah. and your Shelton Benjamins. because yeah. you know.
0: all the guys at WrestleMania, the bigger top tier guys, they're going to be in other matches. They got so, stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. least Undertaker is never going to be in a money in the bank. <laughs> no, yeah,
1: anyway. that'd be funny though. <laughs> I'll put my streak on the line against six crazy ass guys. <laughs> will I come out victorious? Time will tell. <laughs> what a buy rate that would be. Put me in there. So, anyway, so, Ragged Rights, that was it. Thumbs up for the most part. Yeah, it was pretty good. So, Chris, uh, I know you've been talking about you've been getting caught up on NXT. Yes. One other thing I did want to ask you about before I go back and watch all these, hopefully. Right. uh, I was seeing a lot of stuff on the internet about the Caitlyn Maxine match, even Mm. with the participants involved commenting on it. What was so. Was this
0: thing as bad as it's being built up as? It wasn't good, and even by WWE Diva standards that's saying something. Wow. but uh, <laughs> I don't think it's it's not the worst match with ladies in it that I've ever seen WWE produce. Is it still uh, Trish's mixed tag with Jackie Gata? Yeah. I think that's Jackie, probably the worst.
1: Jackie's fault.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: And it's not, the other one I heard that was really bad like in the last ten years was that um, the Jenna from Survivor versus Charmel match, I think, in a oh, pay-per-view. Oh, of those pay-per-views, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's, I've seen clips of that.
0: Oof. I stayed away. Oof. Um but um well <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know was the gong out for this one? Uh, luckily Michael Cole does not have his gong anymore. That was just a one night thing. Yeah, so. That was maybe the worst thing I've ever seen yeah, on television. That no. was terrible. And he referenced it once. He's like, yeah. Where's my gong? I was like, Shut up, I hate you. But in Where's this wacky zoo horn. But in, the, in this particular match I don't remember which week it was Because I just watched like four of them all in one night It was a very surreal night But um, <laughs> um the, They seemed very very tentative They didn't really like mess anything up Like outright But they were just very overtly cautious It seemed like And really kind of unsure what to do next uh, It seemed like they didn't get a very good um, Rehearsal Because I mean I think it's pretty apparent that these ladies don't go out there calling a match on the fly. I mean, I'm no, pretty no. sure they're all pretty rehearsed, and it looks like they didn't do it for this one. Yeah. Um, but not only that, but you remember when um, Le Cool had the, the headset mics and were calling their own match? Yeah. They <laughs> no, please tell me that this didn't happen. It wasn't Caitlin and Maxine with the headset mics, but the pros for these two, I'm doing finger-crossing now, pros... Yeah. Just for this first one, Vicky Guerrero huh. and Alicia Fox, who gets better and better every week. I think uh, she's still continuing to improve. I'm very impressed with her. Even but how though, is
1: her commentating skills is the the yeah, issue at hand.
0: They're they're the two that had the headset mics, and you know how on NXT they they usually have the pros up on the the apron, like yelling encouragement or. Or like giving them strategy while the match is going on That's something The strategy that these two ladies were shouting consisted of Come on, get her and hit her and get up So they're just
1: doing like crowd commentary Yes Almost Yes Except like, you know,
0: the crowd would have been like This is pretty boring, yeah Yeah.
1: You want to go get a beer? Yeah, okay (laughs) Yeah.
0: So that's all going on Which is distracting the crowd and me And the ladies in the ring, I'm sure and while that's going on, the home uh, crowd gets the added bonus of not only not terrible Michael Cole and Josh Matthews' commentary, but a complete lack of, uh, because Michael Cole uh, calls his mom. He gets up and he gets on his cell phone and is talking to his mom, and he goes over to Tony Chimmel and has Tony Chimmel hands the phone to him, and... While this is happening, Josh Matthews is not looking at the match. He's looking at Michael Cole, talking about Michael Cole, talking to his mom. While you hear Alicia and Vicky saying, Yeah, get her, while these two ladies are doing, obviously doing their best, but it just, uh, it just all, it seemed like all the forces of nature that are terrible converged in this one spot, this one night, and produced this thing that was... (laughs) worse than than you could imagine. So and
1: that's yet still not the worst ladies match you've ever seen in as your far life. as
0: the in-ring action goes. No. I mean, wow. because they didn't completely make spots look
1: fake at least. Yeah. They okay. just looked
0: unsure of themselves, <laughs> not following up. Very unsure of themselves, okay. so
1: Now the only other thing I know about it is Maxine like apparently twittered, like what else can I be asked to do with someone that doesn't have experience because yeah. apparently Maxine has been wrestling before this
0: Maxine seems Caitlin, fine
1: Caitlin Caitlin literally I heard they signed her in June or something yeah. and she had never worked
0: ever I, I don't doubt it I mean it's, that's pretty apparent I mean she has a, a decent charisma I don't think she's even the most charismatic on the show Right. she's she's very attractive which right. I think is why she's as popular as she is and why she's being written into storylines she could be a good valet like yeah. Ashley or like, yeah.
1: like what she was like you know yeah or something.
0: But she she doesn't have the greatest personality. She's not terrible, but she's very green, I guess you know. Yeah. And um, she was like a last minute replacement, obviously, for Aloisa anyway. Yeah. So like very very last minute because they even announced Aloisa like the night before, and Caitlin shows up instead. So yeah. Um, I don't, I
1: don't. By the way, real quick, there's a great picture online of Aloisa at this wrestling convention from a few weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, with Tammy Sitch. Uh-huh. And and Tammy's standing on like a chair at one point. <laughs> then they're finally head to head. Right. It's awesome. But yeah. So
0: yeah, she she just I don't think she was ready for T V and I think um do you want to know the elimination so far? 'Cause there's been yeah, two. Let's hear it. Go I mean, I think you already know about the Jamie Keys. She got eliminated first. Yeah, I heard about that. Um Maxine was the second one. Oh and wow. Okay. So yeah. she's wow. I think Is I it think, is
1: it the cold personality, you think?
0: Yeah. The the heels don't do well on yeah. NXT. I guess so.
1: Maybe they'll keep her around them. They need that kind of... I, she has a unique look, and it looks like she may have some wrestling ability. Yeah. So I'd say
0: keep her around. Well, I say the heels don't do well in NXT. That's that's not true. I think for the past two seasons, the heels haven't done well because the fans have a vote in it. Right. The heels did well. Wade Barrett won the first season. Right. Very rightfully so. Yeah. Um. But the fans didn't have a vote. So, I don't know. I still I still like Oksana. Uh, I don't think she's the best in the ring. I think Naomi's the best in the ring. But she's not as great on the mic, so I don't think any one of them have all the tools that they need just yet. But of anybody getting really over, I think AJ. Um, she's just very infectious. I think the she's, whole spark plug bit. Yeah, you know? she's decent like in the Christy Hemi.
1: I mean, that really reminds. Yeah. She reminds me of her in, in spots. Yeah, you know?
0: I think anybody can can like can agree that. Either they disagree on um, these other ladies. Everybody can say, yeah, I like AJ. She may, just, may not be my favorite, but you know what? I do like her. So yeah. so everybody's got talents and bigger pluses in other departments. Yeah, but Na- she's
1: more all the all-around package. Naomi's definitely the want. best. Yeah,
0: Naomi's the best in the ring. She's the best athlete. Oksana just has this... The Tristratus effect. She, she looks yeah. good. And she may want to wrestle. She was doing some good uh, maneuvers in some of these matches I've seen. Not the best, quote, wrestler, right. but she was pulling off some pretty cool spots. Crowd psychology, okay, and all that
1: kind of stuff. Uh, Maybe. It'll she, get there. She, yeah, yeah,
0: it'll get there. She still seems very deer in headlights when she's, yeah. like, in the ring talking.
1: Yeah, I mean, Alicia, not a bad teacher for some of these, especially with the little experience ones, because she does have good crowd psychology, I think. Yeah. So. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely. I mean... I disagree with Alicia's choice of finishers because she doesn't always really hit it very well. Yeah, but it um, looks
1: like she's just gonna break her pelvis every time. Yeah,
0: she's she's just like flailing wildly with that kick. So yeah. I I wish she would choose something else because she is she is one of still one of the most improved uh, ladies in the WWE yeah. at this point.
1: Speaking of reckless moves, that actually made me uh, think of something you mentioned when you were watching T uh, N A. You mm-hmm. said, "I see." Uh, it seems like lately I see the episodes you miss and vice versa. Hmm. But you saw an episode where uh, they were talking about Jeff Hardy apparently gave Ken Anderson a legitimate concussion. Yeah,
0: well, that's the last show. I think it was last show when I gave Anderson the worst week. That was part of it. Okay. Because Jeff Hardy, after whatever match had happened, at the end of the show, Ken Anderson's in the ring, Jeff Hardy runs in and swings a chair at his back, not his head. Okay. But he he does it where... He just swings it at him while Anderson is still standing up, and he hits him with the the like edge of the chair hits Anderson in the in the back of the head, like, yeah. the, like that that bone like right in the back of your oh, skull. Yeah. You can feel that, you people at home. Yeah, yeah. that's where it looked like it hit, and so Anderson just goes down, and he's not knocked out, but you can tell he's not feeling well. And yeah. they they do the, the camera shot on him, and he's he's bleeding, not not terribly, but pretty. I mean, there's there's a small pool of blood forming under his head from. Okay from that in the back and that did give him a legitimate concussion wow um, that sucks yeah so guy that was having trouble
1: getting booked in the first place yeah. and they were kind of
0: so he was knocked out of Turning Point because of it um,
1: and they have this uh, storyline for him too but yeah go ahead and tell me what the other thing yeah
0: the so the next week they're uh, they're trying to book our Bischoff and or Immortal or it's they not they anymore it's the immo- well, it's there Immortal I- there is they what that sounds weird there, there is they. there is they and there is fortune. When they put themselves together, they are immortal. Oh, okay. So there's still the two groups, and they don't always uh, go out together. Right. There's still two separate entities. Yeah. But when they're one, they're collectively immortal. And you know, just side note, I kind of like the new uh, um, intro to uh, TNA. It's kind of kind of cheesy and self-serving, but it makes sense. It's all immortal guys. Really? There's no one else on the intro. Wow. Uh, unless they're getting beaten up.
1: Well, that puts forward the storyline that yeah, Bischoff exactly. and Hogan are running the show. Then
0: exactly. So while it's completely self-serving and it disrespectful p- to anybody, yeah, that's not it makes perfect sense, and I actually oh, no. am kind of behind it. So yeah. they they have good ideas in TNA, but I'm just waiting for the bottom to drop out for it to to blow up in my face, to, right. the, to make me look like an idiot for saying, you know what, I kind of like that. Yeah. So anyway, getting well, back they, to they it. They won't do
1: the opening that I've been emailing them about for years, which sure. is just SoCalVal washing a car. <laughs> Conan's doing it, but she's not. You want right. to answer that? <laughs> no. Okay, moving on.
0: Um, but gets back to it. Uh, uh, Bischoff and Bischoff's booking... Anderson in a chain match, of course, because they love to throw around the, the wacky stipulations for free. The, yeah,
1: the ones you would actually pay to see. Yeah. A chain match which has... Which with,
0: yeah, a chain match with Jeff Jarrett, which is basically, they're, they're both, like, handcuffed to a chain, and they have to fight each other. This is
1: a match that promoters won't book to this day, yeah. because it's really violent, and The accident effect is pretty high. Right. Um, They've only done it once in WWE, and they were really careful about it. remember that. It was like Triple H and Kane. Yeah, something like that. uh, When there was the two-man power trip. And then NWA did it in the early 80s with the classic. This is my classic match of the week, since I'm referencing it. Mm -hmm. Roddy Piper versus Greg Valentine at Starrcade. It's on the
0: uh, Piper box center.
1: Yeah. And Piper experienced legitimate hearing loss. And I think Valentine to an extent, too. Yeah. But Piper experienced major hearing loss due to that. Getting punched in the ear with a chain repeatedly is not a great way to spend your
0: evening. It's so this is a matchup promoters don't like yeah, because it's it's not a way to lengthen your career. Yeah. So anyway, but um, so they have this match book. Everybody, everybody at TNA in the Impact Zone knows that Anderson has a concussion. Right. So they're using it, even though it is real, they're using it as a storyline. Um, and so at one point, uh, Matt Morgan of all people, like he approaches Flair in the back and is like you know what, I'm really not comfortable with this. I mean, like, taking people's spots and beating them up, and it's all about money, that's one thing, but this is a guy's career, you know? This is this is someone's health. I mean, brain damage is a serious issue. And he's yeah. like, whatever, shut up, you know? He doesn't uh, pay any attention. So Morgan goes to Bischoff, who actually has the booking power, apparently. I don't think Hogan was there that night.
1: Yeah, Bischoff's had it since they showed up for yeah. the first time. Yeah.
0: So uh he he does the same thing to Bischoff and Bischoff pretty much does the same thing. He's like, What are you talking about? And you're like, basically get back this in is line my first day here. I have no
1: idea what you're talking about when it comes to concussions. Yeah.
0: He's like <laughs> we're we're all wrestler or you're all wrestlers, you've been in this business, you know what it's like, you get injured, you go out there and you wrestle. So <laughs> this is a p- guy that paid
1: three million dollars to give Bret Hart a concussion. Right. Basically. Yeah. Like he's wait he wasted millions of dollars of Turner's money. To get Bret Hart and his his Goldberg, yeah. just concussioned him and right. in his career. So it's a money loser
0: too. Also, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's obviously he's playing up the quote evil, um, evil wrestling promoter yeah. thing. Yeah. Of so we're which, hurt like the rest of you. Yeah, which which is fine because the way the storyline goes, I actually really kind of like it. So the match is still going to take place. Jarrett's in the ring with the chain. Um, who's Jarrett's evil now? So whatever. Yeah. Once again. Um... It's the only way he can get any kind of power back, so I kind of
1: understand why his character went that direction. Yeah. I mean,
0: well, I'll get that in a second. Um, (laughs) So Anderson's music hits, and Anderson hasn't been on the show at all. Right. So Anderson's music hits. I'm sure the crowd's into it. Yeah. Yeah. And out comes Matt Morgan. Ah. And so he gets in the ring, and he, same thing he did to Bischoff and Flair earlier, he talks to Jerry and he's like, you know what, concussions are a big deal. I'm actually a, a member of the Sports Legacy Institute. Which Yes, our friend Chris Nowinski. Yeah, Chris Nowinski started that up, which is a, a really big deal, very important research going on there. Not just for wrestling, but any contact sports. Just talking about uh, the, yeah. the long-term effects of concussions.
1: And this is the week that that was in the news, because they've been investigating the head-on collisions more. This is, so they tied into the news really well.
0: Oh, did they, Hooray, TNA. That. Yeah. Good for you on that one. So he actually dropped that name on the show, which I thought was pretty awesome. Um, which... Uh, yeah, so I'm actually getting behind Matt Morgan in this. Wait, wait, wait! You're you're telling me after all
1: these years and me pushing you on it, you like Matt?
0: You're a Matt Morgan fan. Now. I'm getting there. I've never hated the guy. I just never thought he was as good as people said he was. Okay. So we'll we'll see. I his I don't know. We'll see. We'll remains see where to be seen. Yeah, remains to be seen. Is this a major huge Bischoff ruse? What do you mean?
1: Like is Matt Morgan the piece in the puzzle that's gonna get Ken Anderson to, you know, buddy up to him? Only to when he comes back, Matt Morgan's the monster that destroys him, and that's his spot.
0: I don't think so because you think he I would really see h- in his belief. If they do that, it sucks. I w- yeah, I would if they if they swerve us like that. Because I mean, Morgan even talked about his deal with Hernandez. Just like you know what. I'm oh gonna, wow! I'm going to own up to this. I mean, I put this guy out with a head injury, so uh, that's my deal. I have to deal with that. and I feel terrible about it. He actually said, and that's not a direct quote, right? But that's what he said. Basically, it shows
1: remorse over so the Hernandez. Yeah. Condition. Yeah. So uh, I just, Which I guess I he's still in AAA somewhere.
0: Yeah, something. I'm not sure. So I just thought that was really cool. And if it does turn out that if they do allow Anderson to get in a ring before. Even storyline-wise, even if he's cleared, like, really. But storyline-wise, if they allow him to get back in the ring, I'm going to be kind of disappointed in that, you know? Because they're putting it out there as it is a big deal, and it is a big deal. And people with concussions have to take care of it because there's proven science to say that this is a major problem. Not everybody's susceptible to the the long-term damage, but those that are are really susceptible to it. I
1: just saw an interview with McFoley the other day. Um, which a guy you think would have the Homer Simpson layer of fat around his head oh, after right. all these years he says that he suffered brain damage too he's already been tested that he suffered some brain yeah. damage from over the years and well, I don't, don't doubt it yeah not at all but it's just you, you never think it until they say it yeah. especially a guy like Foley I mean yeah. he's like the Jackie Chan of professional wrestling yeah. he's broken every bone in his body but he's still alive
0: and like I said it's it's worse for some than others but it has to be monitored the same way for everyone so yeah. I don't know I just out of everything that TNA is done, like, up or down or whatever, we usually bag on them pretty bad, but th- I thought that was pretty cool to do yeah. a storyline like that, like respectfully. That. So
1: Yeah, so TNA actually did a tasteful storyline. Who would have thunk it? Mm-hmm. So, and we're here to report it, because we know you're not watching TNA. <laughs> so, we got one more thing to do before we get out of here. We got a little email here from our friend Adam. Uh, a couple of the topics here. He says, I recently listened to an MP3 version of WWE Classics Legends of Wrestling, which is on WWE Classics On Demand. I would listen to an MP3 version of this because it's like a good podcast, basically. Hmm. Maybe, maybe like the one you're listening to right now. <laughs> anyway, um, they did a show, a roundtable show about Texas. When they got into the Von Erics and how so many people thought that Kerry Von Eric would have been huge, I started to wonder what if Kerry not only survived, but never got busted for drugs? To make it short, I will use WrestleMania as a timeline. The last WrestleMania we saw him at was WrestleMania Seven. Okay, mm-hmm. he was tagging with British Bulldog. I remember that. Okay. I I feel that if he had made it to eight, then we could have seen him possibly feud with Bret Hart over the Intercontinental Title. Uh, he's kind of going into a missed opportunity thing here. So yeah. He says, uh, "Can you imagine what a Hart versus Von Erich match would have been like?" Oh, Woo-hoo. two. I would have enjoyed that. Two of the powerful families that never got to interact either. Yeah. So, um, he said, "I guess it's possible he could have landed a main event spot by then and possibly challenged Flair, which would kind of be a rematch in a way, yeah. uh, but I would rather see Hart versus von Erich, considering that Hogan left after WrestleMania eight and Warrior didn't stick around after his after his little surprise appearance. Uh, it would have been a perfect time for von Erich to slip into that main event slot, Of course, this would have cost Brett his spot or." We could have seen Hart versus Von Erich 2 for the world title this time. Uh, you know, instead of Hart beating Flair for the world title, maybe it would have been Von Erich, and who knows? Maybe Bret would still end up with the world title, only this time he would have to take it from Von Erich at WrestleMania Nine, hmm. the one where he lost to Yokozuna. Yeah. Uh, maybe down the line it would have also delayed uh, Heartbreak Kids, but in my opinion, I feel that as if Kerry Von Erich really could have taken over WWE after the fall of the big names like Hogan, Savage, Warrior, and Flair. In fact, I wouldn't mind seeing a Yokozuna Von Erich match, or, wait for it, you know what he's going to say, right? This isn't going to be about Sid, is Von Erich versus Sid. (laughs) It's timely. Sure. Uh, 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 By the way, he says it this time. uh, Sorry, Chris. Please apologize to Chris for that. That's it. But, yeah, so what do you you think of that briefly? Uh, I mean what the hell that would have been right
0: yeah i mean i career von eric was always one of my favorites when i was a kid but the texas tornado is what i knew him as really but uh i mean of course being from where we're from of course he was a huge deal to us so but i do think he had the uh he had the personality and the uh, charisma to be one of the top guys had yeah. he s- been able to stay around keep it together yeah, yeah. sad yeah, definitely a missed opportunity. And
1: I—I I not only do I like the what if that Adam put forward here, but I like the way he booked it. Yeah. It almost doesn't screw time over. It almost doesn't cause that paradox. Right. Actually, the only... I don't even see it affecting Shawn Michaels because Shawn was doing other things that don't even involve yeah. these guys at the time. So, yeah. uh, you know, I don't really see it hurting anything. <laughs> but, you know, obviously... Every, there's a cause and effect situation, but yeah. I love the booking, Adam. Keep those coming. That's real cool. Uh, his last thing, he says, I want to clarify, because we talked about him on the last show. I was chatting with him about the Hall of Fame, because we love Hall of Fame. Mm. Uh, he says, I want to clarify my theory about Goldberg Warrior or Savage becoming the GM. It's strictly based on the fact that all three guys have been rumored names for the Hall of Fame. All three have notorious bad relationships with WWE, but are rumored be in the process of repairing said relationships. Now some of those guys already have uh, this is me talking, some of those guys already have with the merchandising and the video game stuff. They've signed deals. Goldberg has a deal. Oh, really? For figure and, and, and video game stuff. So I these guys... I don't
0: like, want Goldberg in my yeah, WWE don't video games. I know. I don't want to have to work to unlock Goldberg <laughs> in my video games. Screw that. Just don't
1: unlock him. It's not like it's not like they keep a percentage track. I'm one of those
0: OCD guys. When I get a game, I have to unlock everything. And if you see the lock, then he's like, I have to unlock yeah. it. It's like, I know that that's Goldberg in that shadowy figure right there, but <laughs> I'm going to unlock him anyway. <laughs>
1: Just so you can beat him up. Yeah. Have
0: Jericho uh, beat him with the walls of Jericho. Yeah. Um,
1: Adam continues, I would really hate it for it to be Goldberg, but you know WWE, anything to get attention. Goldberg does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm I'm with you there, man, because it's it's kind of like who did he beat other than Hogan. Any other guy that's a name that he beat were either not booked properly at the time or they were guys that had already done their best work.
0: So many guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame for him to go ahead of them.
1: And and, uh, especially a guy, and I'll get to this more because I'm about to review the Jericho box set, Hmm. a guy that doesn't know how to do business. And it's oh, and he's, yeah. he's thrown under the bus in the Jericho thing. I love it, really? and it's it's legitimate because he didn't want to work the program with Jericho, and Jericho learned from that. Because if you look at what he does, he's so selfless, yeah. And he'll work with anybody if yeah. if he's going to be in a main if he's going to be in a feud with somebody, he's going to be the best of it. He's going to make sure that guy gets elevated because of it. Yeah. It's everything that Goldberg didn't do for him. Right. Jericho does all the legwork in that feud that never happened. Right. <laughs> he was really mad about it too, yeah. and I don't blame him. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, one last thing that Adam says here. Uh, I originally thought about The Rock, which was—it's uh, a popular theory yeah. right now—because there were rumors he was open to doing a storyline with WWE. But since then, I feel like that won't happen. Uh, I, let me know when the—let me know when the big tag tournament starts. I one in. Take care. Thanks, cool. Adam. Thanks, Adam. Um, yeah, the Rock the- thing—he's busy.
0: Every time he finishes a movie, he goes right back. Yeah. He goes right into another movie. Same thing with Austin. As more and more time passes, I—I I think it's there's less and less of a chance of The Rock coming back to do a storyline
1: yeah and we miss rock you know but yeah i uh, liked him you know and that would be great if he was the gm it really would because
0: i don't see him doing a long-time storyline at all i don't see him i
1: I, you know even if you don't i don't see him wrestling another match and i kind of maybe i don't don't, want him i don't want to even if it's with john cena
0: yeah i don't want to
1: see it but man talker oh yeah i mean him being the gm even if he uh, even if he just satellites it you know he could satellite. It. They could Skype it in. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean it would be the guy could talk, man. Yeah, that's he, true. there's no doubt about that. I mean, he he. Could I guess still that
0: that, that could make sense too, since he's doing the whole computer thing anyway. So. That would be, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, like like <laughs> Rob brought to you by Skype. He's still the Hollywood. New stream. <laughs> he's still the Hollywood version of The Rock. Yeah. He's, he's too good to be show up. So yeah,
1: totally. They could promote his movies by sending his co-stars to
0: like yeah. do his, to
1: be his mouthpiece for the night. That, that would
0: actually be pretty good There you that's
1: go That's a good idea I'll skip the Vin Diesel week Because I know they got The Fast and the Furious Next summer He's going to be The next Fast and Furious He's in the new Fast and the Furious He's uh, Yeah it's all the same people And sucks. The Rock I'm looking forward more to Faster With the with the girl From uh, Dexter in it But um Oh anyway. yeah Yeah that'll be a good time Yeah Anyway Alright enough of, At the movies That's that's to come later But uh Anyway Adam did bring up The big tag tournament uh, How can you get in on that uh, Chris
0: While we get <laughs> out of here um, well, whenever we get it ready to go, I see all these little sheets of paper that Joey has as he's uh, preparing the, the multitude of names. But you can uh, go to cnjradio.com, which is where our blog is housed at, where Joey has recently done a review of the Andre the Giant DVD that was released, I don't know how long ago, years wow. ago. It's basically a port. Yeah, it's, it's a port of like an video. old VHS. So,
1: yeah. But I tell you why you might, Need to own it or why you might not.
0: And where you can get it. Yeah. Um cheap too. Um mm-hmm. you can email us at C uh sorry whs at cnjradio.com that is working, we can check that out so uh, please email us there go to our Facebook, you can email us there as well because we will check that most every day actually, so that may be the quicker way to get to us and iTunes is working iTunes is working now, if you are not subscribed, if you haven't resubscribed then you need to, because the feed link is different so if you go to cnjradio.com chris nova
1: joey radio.com, there you go I always try to come with a new... I'm going to come with a new win every week. Okay. Uh, if you go to cnjradio.com, then all the links, like to the iTunes page. Like to the Facebook page. It's all there. You it's all click. there. It's just it's click there.
0: on it, and do you want to subscribe? Click yes, yeah. and we'll love you for it. Uh, leave us a review over in the iTunes. Uh, comment on our Facebook. Yeah, we need new reviews because... Yeah, because it's a new feed. If you go to
1: a page and it's you see reviews on it, then that's not ours. And then put yours on there. That's not... That's
0: the old one. It's right. not confusing or anything, I promise. <laughs> right, so do all that stuff and be our friends on Facebook and like us on our blog because there's a button on there now.
1: Yeah, And if and share stories, whatever you want to do. If, if you email us and maybe give a little bit of credential as to why you think you'd be a great judge for the Tag Team Champion Tournament of the Universe, then just send it to us and chances are you're, you'll, you'll be in. You don't have to do a whole lot of convincing. We just need numbers. Right. Yeah. Alright, so... Anyway, that's it. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you guys on the next one. Later. In your face.
0: In your face. I get personal direct, straight. I bring it forward. In your, face. in your face. I get personal direct, straight. I bring it forward. In your face. You know where it is? It's in your face.